Hello, my name is Lauren Patterson, your host and guiding light to self-love. I am the author of Amazon bestseller, Freeing Your Heart for Love, and founder of a nonprofit to help people challenged with abuse and depression. The intention of this podcast show is to inspire and encourage you through my experiences and those of my guests that you can discover self-love and true happiness for yourself. My next amazing guest is Dara Connolly. Dara is the author of the new book, Flip Your Fear, and founder of PTC, an award-winning confidence program for women. Dara is a recovered, timid, wallflower, turned TEDx speaker, and fearless confidence coach who helps you speak to be heard, kick fear to curb, be TEDx confident. Hello, Dara. Hey, Lorraine. So nice to be here. Yeah, thank you for being here. Thank you for being a guest on Show Up in Love. I'm really excited that you're here. Thank you for take, taking the time. Absolutely. I'm excited to chat with you today. Me too. So we're going to jump right into it, Dara. Can you share why you lacked confidence and how did you overcome this fear? Wow. <laughs> That's a big question to start with. Um, yeah. Why I lack confidence? Well, I don't know really where it came from. I, I grew up in a large Italian family where everyone was so loud that because I was quiet at the dinner table, I was instantly labeled as the shy one and that label stuck and it became kind of the story I told myself. So then it transferred into school days. I was afraid to raise my hand and later as I get older in dating world, too afraid to speak up. And I just started to become more in my shell and more of a wallflower. And confidence was just this elusive thing. I was like, where are you? I don't know how to find it because, <laughs> because everybody labeled me that way. And I believed it. Um, and it took me until recently, actually, to learn how to change that story. And that's really where the process of learning how to flip fear began. Um, so it was a wow. lifelong process. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, so your family, if your family was very vocal and loud, and then you were so quiet, that was something that was probably just like in your genetics or something. <laughs> well, I think here's what now I'm looking back. I'm, I realized it wasn't so much that I was shy. I mean, they probably mm. will disagree with this, but I am convinced it was because they were all so loud that I felt uncomfortable interjecting mm. or because I was the yes. youngest, remember too. And so it was yes. hard for me to jump in and it felt rude to me. Like they were kind of mm. rude. And so it was hard yeah. for me to be that assertive person. So I just became quiet. And then they started teasing me because I was quiet. And then I was like, well, now I'm really quiet. <laughs> so it just kept yes. snowballing. But I, I know that we are born uh, introverted as a, you know, if you're introverted and you get your energy from being alone, that's something we're born mm -hmm. with. That is definitely genetic. But later on, what I've learned from doctors and psychologists, they'll say, you know, shyness is more the situation, more from your environment. And if we don't feel comfortable speaking up, which I certainly didn't, then we start to withdraw and we hold our words in and we just become an observer. And I was the classic wallflower. I can really observe people to a T. Yes, I, I, I totally get that. Because sometimes, like when I'm in a group of people, and everybody's louder than me, mm -hmm. I will sometimes like sink down, I can feel my body just kind of want to get away, you know, like that commercial, um, yeah. because I feel like I'm not 
as loud, like if I don't start off my conversations being loud and vocal, then I'm going to be like out talked by everybody else. So it's my own internal struggles right. in my head. And then it's hard yeah. to jump in and all of a sudden change who you are. Yes. People <laughs> know you as that and they label you as exactly. that. Exactly. And, and I was the quietest girl in my class or probably in my school. And it's just now it's like impossible to <laughs> outcome that because that became, <laughs> you know, who you are. So yeah, mm-hmm. just snowballed. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. That's so powerful. So what I know that you're a certified black belt instructor, but what inspired you to become this? (laughs) Well, that wasn't my, my choice, to be honest with you is because when I was around age 10, middle school years, my mom saw that I was really withdrawing. And she, Mm -hmm. she tried, it was funny, she tried to break me out of my shell, but I didn't want to do anything. I was like, No, I'm good. (laughs) So this was before the internet. So people can remember this far back, when you actually had to like drive to a store to see if they were open. I mean, she could have called, but she didn't. She drove down to sign me up for dance class. That's what she was determined to do is get me into dance. Now, Luckily, the dance studio was closed. So this is what was so awesome because I am a horrible dancer. I don't have much coordination. (laughs) And so I was like, thank you. I don't want to do this. But what happens was she was determined to put me into something. So she looked across the street and there happened to be a karate studio. And she said, Dara, Mm. why don't you do karate? I'm like, I don't even know what that is. And she said to me, you can beat up your brother. And I was like, sign me up because my brother was four years older. (laughs) He was a pest, you know, the big bully brother. And And I just got myself into it. And in the beginning, I didn't like it for a long time. Like, I took it for several years. I got my black belt when I was 16. So I was in it for a while. But most of that time, I was like, I don't want to do this. It's, I'm, you know, I was still very timid. But I'm very goal oriented. And the genius of martial arts is the belt because you can get mm-hmm. motivated by the next color belt. And I'm very much yes. like, Oh, I'm, you know, so that that hooked me from the beginning. And, and then I, um, when I did get my black belt, I was like, that's cool. But I didn't really tell too many people I was still keeping it on the down low. Mm-hmm. And I, I went through college, I did my thing, I worked in corporate. But then there was a point in, um, I was in my early 30s where the corporate scene wasn't really fitting for me because I was still very quiet in corporate. So I'd get passed over. And so I was mm-hmm. in between jobs. And I said, you know what, why don't I just take the summer off and just teach karate? I just thought, you know, just for fun, I'll teach some local kids. I turned my garage into a studio and just for fun, I'll just do it for a short term. That's what I was thinking. But it, it ended up being a way longer career because it kept going. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think the whole thing when I was 16 and they saw that I was a good student, I was, you know, I wasn't the, the, the chatter kid because I was quiet. I listened and I was disciplined and I would focus and follow the directions that they promoted me to instructor. And, and I was like, OK, and it just kind of like fell into my lap. I wasn't seeking it out, but I, I do mm-hmm. like it now when I look back. I'm like, hey, that was pretty cool. Like that. Everybody's always um you know, they remember that part of my bio and that seems to. Yes. I love that. It stands out for sure. (laughs) It does for sure. Yes. That's why I wanted to, I was inspired to ask you. And so are you still teaching? No, I shut it down a few years ago and that's when I decided, you know, I really got to push myself outside my comfort zone even more, Mm -hmm. which uh, is really when I decided I'm going to help inspire other women who feel timid and like they get talked over a lot to find their voice and wow. be assertive. And so that's when I was like, Dar, you got to push yourself. Cause I, I could have kept teaching it. I was doing well. I had two schools going. It was, it was profitable. It was, it was fun. But at some point I'm like, there's gotta be more. <laughs> so that's when I wow. decided to push a little bit more. 
Yeah. And you know what? I understand the pushing. I, I just recently experienced that just this past Sunday where I spoke at my live first event, my oh, first wow. live event <laughs> and all the way up Dara to the point where she was going to announce me. I was the first speaker and oh, wow. I was so nervous because it was my first event. I was the first speaker I was following her. She had an amazing share and she's the coordinator of the whole event. I was like, oh no, I'm going to follow her. (laughs) I almost pulled out. I almost said, no, I can't do this. But I just bowed my head and I prayed and I asked all of my angels to come in and help me with the courage to get up there. And I got up there and I was like, what? This was easy. (laughs) Well, congrats. That's amazing. Now that you've done it, you can keep going. That's what's great about it. I, I know where I want to be because a lot of the speakers, they memorized their speech and I was re- reading from a paper because, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't want to forget. You only had 20 minutes and I was like, I'm going to stand behind the podium and this is going to be my security blanket. And, you know, I everybody's like, you did such a great job. But I'm like, I know I did, but I know where I want to be now right? Um, because all the other speakers after me were so inspiring and they were outside of the podium and just right there in the front, Yeah, which, you know, you're a speaker <laughs> as well. And, you know, it's like every Everybody, I just kept telling myself, Lauren, everybody has to start somewhere. Exactly. So I love the, the pushing, you know, because I pushed myself for months about this. I'm like, I can't. I kept going back and forth. I can't do this. No, Lauren, you can't do this. You can't do this. <laughs> well, you now you're on the roll and just keep going. And I mean, we all yes. get intimidated because people are further down the road than us. But like you said, yeah. they have to begin somewhere. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that, too. So this leads me to my next question. So how do you help other women speak up and stand in their truth? Well, that was, uh, that was when I decided this is my purpose. And uh, so I do a program, it's called PTC, it stands for positive transformational confidence. And we have masterminds for women that want to be in a supportive group that we meet each week, and we every week we laugh and it's, you know, really safe space for women that just like today, for example, we had the mastermind and the 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 challenge of the day was to stop saying sorry un, unnecessarily. So we have <laughs> oh a different, you know, each week we work on different things and we yes. do it in a fun and supportive way. I work with women privately who don't want to be in a group. And uh, so I do private coaching and I just, I'm all about offering a safe space for women because I know how intimidating it is, right? You, you already mm-hmm. don't have a ton of confidence. You feel like you get talked over. The last thing you want to do is you know, raise your hand and be like, yeah, I need that. <laughs> Most of us are like, yes. no, it's uh, avoid that as much as possible. So I still know what it feels like. I mean, deep down, mm-hmm. I am still that quiet girl, but I also know my purpose to help other women is bigger than any fear, or any timidity I have. It's, it's risen above it. And so it drives me to help anyone who acknowledges that if you need help in this area, just reach out. I mean, we can just have a phone call and happy to, um, to help people. And so I try to provide a very safe way for people to, mm-hmm. you know, just, to, just kind of like explore that comfort zone, right? That's how we begin. And are you finding a lot of women contacting you? Um, it's yeah, after they usually they hear me speak somewhere, and then they'll okay. reach out because Okay. I mean, I, I, some of my clients have found me on Google and they'll work with me that way. I mean, maybe they come through a YouTube video or they heard me on a clubhouse mm-hmm. app or the podcast like this and they 
realize, oh, I resonate with her. That's me. She's speaking mm-hmm. to me. And a lot of times yes. we, it's easy to go out through life like this. And I was someone who would have went my entire life like this. I kind of accepted it that I was going to be the wallflower forever because I was like, how am I going to change? I don't, this is impossible, but it's not impossible. That's what's so great about it. And I put myself through my own journey of transformation. I read every self-help book and I just kept, I was so stubborn about it. I was like, I have to uh, start living because I was watching mm-hmm. everybody else have fun and I was frustrated. I felt sad. I felt lonely. I felt tired all the time. I wasn't excited about my life. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, at some point you realize there's gotta be more. And if that speaks yes. to anyone, then yeah, definitely reach out to me. Cause that's, I hear you. And I know what that feels like. Wow. So powerful. So I know you wrote a book and I'm so inspired by this book because I love the title. And so what inspired you to write the book, Flip Your Fear? And what is one key thing that the listeners can take away from the book? Well, Flip Your Fear was a gift that I was writing to my dad. And uh, the short story is, you know, I live in California and he's on the East Coast and my dad and I weren't very close. And he was turning 80, you know, in 2020, he was turning 80 and I pandemic year, I couldn't fly back to see him. And I felt horrible because I was like, you know, this is it. He's getting older. I really need to connect with him. So I thought, let me write a book. (laughs) But how do you write a book for somebody who's not a big reader and he's older? Mm -hmm. So it's I tried to create the most beautiful, easy to read book. And every page is a photograph with a short inspirational message. And so what happened was I was writing a book to him to thank him for being my dad and, you know, help him overcome fear because he was very scared of things. And it just it's led me to this code that I didn't expect that flipped the word fear. And so I put it in the book. And one of the key messages from this is that we can literally change the way we think about fear in an instant. It doesn't need to take Mm -hmm. years. You don't need to spend thousands on therapy. It was really just shifting it. And it happened for me while I was writing the book. I I wasn't planning on writing, calling it flip your fear. All that came after the fact. It was just, as I was writing it, I got this code and I was like, oh, this is cool. I'll just tell dad about the code. But it ended up, (laughs) you know, that was the book that got, you know, TED Talks and other people interested. And I realized maybe the world needs to hear about this book. So I want people to understand that fear is always going to be there. Mm-hmm. it's always going to show up. It doesn't matter how perfect of a speaker you are, Lauren, you're probably going to be like me where you still get that butterfly before you get out there. <laughs> it's always going to show up, but it's what yeah. we do with it, right? Can we turn yes. it into energy? Can we turn it into preparation? Can we turn it into excitement? And so there's different ways to make fear our friend and really flip it around. And so that's what inspired me to call it flip your fear. And um, then it, then I was just like, you know, on fire. Cause I was like, now I wrote a book on how to flip fear. So now <laughs> I am unstoppable. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, but that's and the, the summit that I spoke at was called a fearless one woman summit. So it was oh, a fear. Yeah. My, my story was actually my fearless story. So that's yeah, amazing. that's so inspiring. I, am I need to get your book summit. Yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with them and I'm so glad you spoke for them. That's, that's great. Yes, I, you know, my first one was virtually. And then when she, Charlotte had told me that it's lot San Jose is live. I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not <Wow>. doing it. <laughs> here's what's great. But you did it. And so now it's no back, right? And you're like, oh, wow. You caught the bug now. Now you keep going. <laughs> I did. I caught the bug. And I, I know, like, I'm so determined and motivated now. And I love yeah. the way you speak because I do a lot of, sometimes I do fluff words, you know, like the ums and the ahs mm. and 
<laughs> so, you know, I want to, I want to be a better speaker and I want to have a clear message. And so I know exactly what I, you know, how I want to be. So, Thanks but thank for you for this. sharing that about your book. And um, so are you and your father on good terms now? It's, it really shifted the relationship. I mean, there's always more to go, but it's, it yeah. was a beautiful moment between him and I, and it was really cool because, oh. you know, I just feel like sometimes you get these gifts in life and I could have yeah. hid, I could have went back to my shell and not reached out and tried that approach, but it worked and it was like really cool. And yeah, I mean, a lot of times we, it's easy for us to go back to our natural tendency. I, a lot of the women I, I coach are, they struggle with being perfectionist or mm-hmm. they're, um, Oh, what's the word? Procrastinators. They let that rule their life, right? But a lot of this is, it's just take baby steps. Every second we make a decision on if we want to take action or if we want to go back mm-hmm. to our, our, our old ways. And what I always say to people is we're just stuck in habits. Yeah. Every single one of us, we are perfectly perfect, but we're caught up in a bad habit. And for me, fear was the habit. Fear was just my only friend. It was like, that's how I live my life until I decided, you know what? How can I change that story and change that um, dynamic? And so if I can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, mine was mine was love. I was mm-hmm. always seeking for love outside of myself um, because I was such a person who who wants to love everybody. And then I think everybody wants to love me too. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to learn the hard way. And um, really, it was just figuring out how to love me first. And then everything else just fell into place. And so yeah, I understand the fear. And uh, yeah. I, I always choose love over fear. Wow. That's what I always tell myself. It's a powerful so, way to live. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, I lose my way a couple if you would have asked me a couple weeks ago, I would have said, I fell out of love, but I found my way back. <laughs> And, yeah, uh, that's the thing, right? Just yeah. keep correcting ourselves. Yeah. We can't beat ourselves up because we're going to keep slipping. And yes. it's it's okay. It's just catching it and going, hey, I'm doing the best I can. And mm-hmm. that's sometimes that's good enough. <laughs> yes. And so this has been amazing. And this last question I'm asking is because I love to ask every guest this, but this year I'm doing a show up and love action movement. So what show up and love action will you take this year to uplift, encourage, and inspire others who are going through mental health challenges? Oh, show up and love action. Um, you know, mental health is, uh, it's a, that's important because I, I have family members who struggle with it. And what I would say is find community, you know, and uh, reach out. I mean, you can reach out to me, find support. Don't try to do it alone. Um, so the way I'm going to show up and, uh, give a love action is that if you need someone to talk to, um, reach out. I'm happy to give you a personal call, one-on-one chat. If you want to be in a supportive group, my mastermind is perfect for that. But mm-hmm. just, you know, you got to come reach me. I don't know who you are and don't try to do it alone. A lot of us struggle. These are hard times. This is so hard. I mean, I'm just, my heart goes out for people that are really feeling the pain of the world right now. Mm-hmm. And I just want you to know uh, you're not alone. And a lot of times we think we're alone because we try to handle it all ourselves, especially women. But when you're in community, you realize there is collaboration, there's support, there's kindness, but you have to be the one that take that first step. And I know it's scary. Mm -hmm. That's the big thing. I know it's scary for people to reach out because you feel embarrassed and you think, oh, I should have my life together. I'm this age. Trust me. Nobody has it together. Exactly. (laughs) So 
just reach out. You know, um, what I always do is say, you know, if you just want to have a chat, feel free, happy to do that. If you want to come visit me in my mastermind, it's for women only. But if you want to try one day, uh, one time for free, I'm happy to extend that because, you know, it's I meet women every day who are like, oh, my God, I need this. You you're talking exactly my language, Mm -hmm. you know, I resonate with you, but then they get scared and they go back because they're too afraid to take that step. And what I, and I was someone who lived in fear. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I don't say this lightly, but when the fear shows up, we have a choice. We can keep going in fear Mm -hmm. and let fear win, or we can say, uh, -uh, not anymore because this is my life. This is my time. And so whatever you're struggling with, whether it's mental health or just loneliness or, you know, you're in a relationship that's not healthy and you need support, you got to reach out. And so I'm here for anyone that wants to to take me up on that. That is wonderful and amazing. And you inspire me so much. And I, I love everything you shared. You speak my language, too, even though um, <laughs> fear comes into my life very little now because I know how to flip it just like what you're sharing here Mm. and what you teach and I have the tools now to flip my mindset and be like no go away (laughs) evict it from my mind (laughs) yeah so thank you that's what I say like not today fear you have to show up right now I'm I'm doing this regardless (laughs) and you know (laughs) what I you know what I was doing last year because I did have a lot of fear when I wrote my first book I even got to the print Mm. part and I wasn't going to release it. I was like, I'm not doing oh. this. Um, but I already had finished it. I, I've spent all the money. You know how it is. You wrote a book. And mm-hmm. I was waiting for the books to come. And I was like, what are you doing? But I just started saying, dear fear, thank you for showing up. I am releasing you with love. Like I had to repeat mm-hmm. myself that over and over again to release that fear. And it was the struggle was real. So (laughs) it was really real. Definitely. But how can people, how can people find you? Uh, Well, they can go to my website, daraconnelly.com. And, uh, you know, that's one way to just Google me. You'll, Mm -hmm. I'm sure (laughs) pop up. Yeah. Yeah. So follow Dara and let's, you know, check out her book, Flip Your Fear. And um, I look forward to catching up more with you in future episodes, Dara. Absolutely. This has been awesome and uh, happy to help anyone who's really struggling, you know, just reach out. I mean, again, it, it doesn't take uh, much to just say, hey, I, I, I'm realizing I, there's got to be more to life. You know, we're, we're, we're spinning on a rock, you guys, a thousand miles an hour in the middle of the universe. So there's got to be a purpose through all this craziness. And so don't let fear hold you back. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today. I encourage you to come back for more love and inspiration. If you love this podcast show, please like and leave a review. Follow me on Instagram at showupandlove to be updated on the upcoming shows. Until next time, remember to love each other and choose love every day. Mm